found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday edition of Tidbits, the 11th day of October. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Dale. Nice warm looking flannel on there. Thanks, buddy. Is it comfortable? It's delightful. All right. I'm going to make sure you're in comfort every time you're here. <laughs> Good to go. Got some flannel over a t-shirt. Yes. And a stylish look. Mm. For old Maddie on this Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Fashion with Uncle Maddie. <laughs> now, would you... I don't think you would, but here's a guy, 30 years old from Vegas, switched to a raw meat only diet. No. No. He, no. He, <laughs> he did this after an acid trip <laughs> and claims that it's made him stronger and smarter. <laughs> the man always preferred his take on the very rare side and used to try small bits of raw steak before cooking. However, eight years ago, hmm. he decided to eat a whole uncooked bison ribeye steak, which left him feeling energized. The man now follows a Neanderthal-inspired diet <laughs> made up of raw cuts oh, of meat, fish, gosh. and even more exotic animals like octopus. <laughs> he claims... He eats between 3,000 and 4,000 calories a day. That includes two pounds of raw meat. And he regularly posts videos of himself tearing into his meals on social media. He switched to his raw meat diet after becoming concerned that he was losing vital nutrients during the cooking process. Hmm. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says that meat should be cooked so the germs which can make you sick are killed. The man's family is supportive. They say, well, he's been off acid since he's tried this. No, I don't. So whatever okay. keeps them, we're, we're fine. They, uh, his mom regularly eats raw meat, too. Hmm. Even drinks raw milk, which is unpasteurized, which the sale of raw milk is illegal and most of the U.S. So, I I just couldn't do that. I especially fish. So okay, it, it sounds gross, right? But there's all right. So if if you get if you get a steak rare, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty bloody. It's it's pretty but tasty. You know, it's, it's tasty. It's right there. It's right. <laughs> you're just a page away from being raw, like you know. Most of the interior of it is right. Yeah, and you know, let's there's a whole section of the restaurant industry that's sushi restaurants and raw fish. So okay, there's that. Yeah, but I've never gone. See for the that. problem. The problem is, <laughs> like I and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, food people, but the problem isn't really the raw meat. It's it's when you grind it. Mm-hmm. And you increase the surface area okay. of the food. That that's when it has more more chances to get you know germs and okay. bacteria and all that stuff. All right. I don't know. My sister used to be gross. <laughs> She'd eat raw hamburger, <laughs> raw liver. See, raw hamburger. No, that's that's <laughs> like 
Every every cooking show I ever watch, they 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 cook a hamburger and it's like super rare and it's just I don't want it like that. You're asking for trouble, man. I don't know. I Of course you know me. I like my stuff bland. Right. So I want that steak like a hockey puck. I <laughs> bang it on the grill before you serve it. Right. No, I don't. You know, I'd go my normal order for a steak would be medium well. Same. Okay. So. Same. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just recently had a fantastic steak. And we'll call it Arkansas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, Arkansas. <laughs> it was quite delicious. It really was. <laughs> it was like a treat. Yeah. Because, you know, I just don't do that very often. I know you don't. You know. And, you know, it was pretty costly because I got the big old, big old. Oh, really? The porterhouse. But by golly. Wow. It was a treat. Wow. Of course, old, I, you know. Well, Neil won some lottery money, I guess. No I, no, I just didn't pay the mortgage. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this says that uh, Lending Tree says 32% of citizens paid a bill late over the past six months. Really? Maybe they're having Arkansas Roadhouse. Maybe. It recently surveyed about 1,600 consumers regarding their bill-paying habits, and one key finding was that 61% of Americans who've paid a bill late in the past six months say they didn't have enough money to cover the cost. The survey also found 40% revealed they were less able to afford to pay their bills than they were one year ago. I'd agree with that. Mm -hmm. Lending Tree Chief Credit Analyst Mac. Schultz noted, some have fallen short of making ends meet. Life's getting more expensive by the day, and it's shrinking Americans' already tiny financial margin for error down to zero. I'm right on with that story. Wow. I'm right on. So far, so good. I've paid my bills on time. But, you know, maybe someday I'll... I don't know. You know, someday I'll be saying, I live on a fixed income. (laughs) When they call me to sell signing. All right. <laughs> and then I'll get to use that. That's right. And then you go into why, you know, you just can't possibly do anything because you're on a fixed income. That's right. This could be the last egg you ever eat. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> I'm quite surprised it wasn't more pricey. Yeah. With how much prices are. Yeah. Of course, the uh, soda pop was like three bucks. Sure. Okay. Throw in a tip plus your meal, and I think I paid forty-four bucks, hmm. which isn't terrible. You know, I no. mean, that, you know, it's a lot for one meal, right? But it's a treat. It's a treat. It's a treat. <laughs> You're not doing that every meal. No. No. Now, did you finish the whole thing? I I could have, but yeah. I would have been uncomfortable. Oh, you right. know, I was. So I saved part of it. So you'd bring it home? For later, yeah. Yeah. But I could have. I could have put it away, but then I... Oh, right, then you're miserable. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but it was tasty. It truly was. Did you finish it off yet? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's been a few weeks since oh, okay. I went. But you, you got to love those rolls, too. Mm. You just, you know. 
And back in the day, you'd fill up on peanuts. Of course, that's all COVID now. You're wallowing your hand in peanuts. No more peanuts? Nobody's going to waller their hand in a bucket full of peanuts like we used to. (laughs) Everybody, you know, everybody's hands in raw. It's fine. (laughs) So you don't get those anymore. (laughs) So don't be looking for a trough of peanuts. Because it's... (laughs) That's one of my favorite places. Well, that was fun. Ugh. But now think about it, okay? Yeah. The years that we were doing all that, and everybody's hands wallering around in that can, okay? <laughs> <A little> waller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, now you think about it, it's like, what the? What why? Why did we, why'd we do that? <laughs> but it was, uh, it was good eating. And you got to throw your shells on the floor. It's so funny. We were... <laughs> Gosh, we were we were somewhere over the weekend, and they had a payphone, like a legit payphone. No kidding. Yeah, and so I looked at my son. I'm like, you "Ever seen one of these? <laughs> <laughs> you know how these work, honey?" <laughs> there really was a payphone. Yeah, and he he wow. went to pick it up, and he went to like put it. To oh. his, and I'm, I, I'm in my head. I'm like, "Don't put that on your face. <laughs> Don't put that on your no." We used to do some, you know, you think about it with COVID. Now you think back and it's, we did some really. We really did. Stupid stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll uh, be back with more tidbits. This is Tidbits. It's a Tuesday. Uh, (laughs) Mail thefts. They uh, coincide with a reported 17-fold nationwide increase in checks stolen from the U.S. mail being posted for sale online. I thought everything was direct deposit now. That's what I thought. Who's getting checks still? Well, you know, people who didn't have direct deposit for their uh, state money... Yeah. You know, those checks were mailed. Mm, yeah. And, of course, they make it obvious. It's always a different colored envelope. Right. Bit, you know. Right. <laughs> ding, ding. Federal. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a large increase in stolen checks being posted for sale on the dark web and on encrypted text apps. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't understand the dark web. Mm, same. I have no clue. No. It started in in states like California, Florida, New York, and Texas, but now checks from people living in Midwestern states are becoming common. So beware if you get a check through the mail. I don't know why you've never gone direct deposit. Mm-hmm. It's just safer, I think, and you know, as a whole, at least your money's put in there. At least you hope it is. Right. I didn't watch any Monday Night Football. The Chiefs held on for a 30-29 victory over the Raiders. Pretty close one. Mm-hmm. But I uh, didn't see any of it. Then after the game, Raiders whiteout. Um, <laughs> Devontae Adams, who is a former Packer and has got a toot, he must have picked it up off Rodgers, shoved a camera operator while walking off the field and back into the tunnel. Why? 
Well, the guy was in his face. You're just doing his job. <laughs> You're crappy. You lost. You lost another game. Okay. So, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, they're starting to lose their, their tempers. Evidently, um, I don't know, something will come of that. You know, he'll uh, get yeah. suspended. Yeah. Something fined. But, um, of course, that guy will probably, oh, I, I, I busted my... <laughs> right. <laughs> this um, is an embarrassing dad moment. I hope you don't ever do this. One dad's gone viral on TikTok for mistaking his daughter's padded bra inserts for food bowls and filling them with snacks. What? <laughs> now, how do you do that? How do you mistake? This is fake. This has got to be. This is fake. You can't be that foolish. This is fake. It's a six-second clip which has been viewed over 1.3 million times. User Emily Vocal shows herself looking mortified as she realizes her dad did not grab the intended snack bowls when setting the table. It then cuts to a shot of the outdoor table with her padded inserts filled with mini pretzels and two drinks sitting beside them. It's got to be her dad just playing with her, right? Can't be that foolish, is he? That or it's just the whole thing's a setup. I mean, it's just, come on. Well, I don't, I don't to, buy We're this. starting to see more of that. I don't buy it. Says a lot of swimsuit tops or brassieres have padded inserts in them. For sure. Which are like, removable. And it says Vogel's <sighs> dad mistook for the perfect size snack holder, which I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. So, I saw something the other day. A woman staged with a friend or something that she was at a place and gave us whopping tip and the guy, you know. It was all staged. Really? Yeah. So now they're starting to pull that stuff. Like, they're yeah. very generous and, you know. You'd really get an award if you could start balling as the guy. For sure. Uh, so if you got Michael Landon out there, with you, he could ball on cue. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Michael Landon. Yeah. <laughs> Another hip current, you know. For sure. My mom was madly in love with him okay. back in the day. Yeah. Madly. Of course, he was on Bonanza. Yes. You know, Little Joe. Yes. Highway to Heaven. Yeah. Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. I was a teenage werewolf. <laughs> she thought he was the bee's knees. And, yeah, he, he was, mm. I suppose. Now, this, so uh, we go back in time, a small purse from the 1950s. Right. Was found inside the walls of a former school building in Texas. How stuff like that get in there? I, who knows? And they've now identified the owner. It was found during renovations at the League City Community Center, which formerly served as the League City School. The purse contained the name of Beverly Williams. Numerous photos dating back to the 1950s. Yeah. Wow. Officials said they were able to contact the family of Williams, who attended that school in the 50s. Williams was born in 45, died in September of 2016. The officials said they were able to speak to Williams' daughter, and she was blown away. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's a neato purse. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you can tell the era that it's from. Yeah, you can. But um, little did they know that little Beverly Williams was stealing from the school cafeteria. <laughs> that purse was lined with... She... <laughs> 
She put it in the ventilation vent. <laughs> see, tie. see, your mugs won't get me. See, I'll just hide it here. But you're right. How does that happen? How do they? It has to be a kid stashing it somewhere or something. I, mean, so. I don't know. Right. But wouldn't that be something if they found out that little Beverly was ripping off the cafeteria? Five hundred dollars in that little purse. Right. That'd be big money back then. <laughs> uh, Horticulture teacher from Minnesota set a new U.S. record for the heaviest pumpkin after raising a giant gourd weighing in at 2,560 pounds. Jeez. All right, Matt, make a jack o' lantern. <laughs> get in there. You can get your whole body in there to dig it out. <laughs> and you know how that stuff smells. Oh, you know? Well. You can imagine. Travis uh, Geiger, Geininger set the record. Won an annual pumpkin weighing contest in Northern California. Hmm. He drove the gargantuan gourd for 35 hours. Jeez. To see his hard work pay off at the 49th World Championship pumpkin weigh-off in Half Moon Bay. <laughs> he also won the same contest in Northern California in 2020. Broke a record set last week in New York where a grower raised a massive pumpkin weighing at 2,554 pounds. What do you get for this? You get a ribbon? That, that's what I'm wondering. Like, are you? Is it worth your effort to drive all over the country winning giant pumpkin contests? And how long before it starts rotting and getting, getting gnarly, you know? You got to believe the bottom of them are kind of iffy anyway. Yeah, you would think so. <clears throat> now, it says a grower in Italy holds the world record for the heaviest pumpkin. His came in at 2,702 pounds in 2021. I just uh, I can't imagine. You know, you got surely you're getting something other than a ribbon, aren't you? Do you think there's cheaters? No, there's stuff and weights in there, you know. I sell some like fishermen. Fish. How hard up are you? <laughs> You're stuffing little metal balls, like, like metal your balls down your fish. Another frozen fish. It's <laughs> all to win, you know. It's right. <laughs> I, you know, surely the pumpkins have to pay something. I would think if you're I, a you would think so. Yeah. Why would you want to grow them? <laughs> How much would you win growing a pumpkin? I don't know. How much does Joey Chestnut make when he wins an eating contest? I guess. It's probably not worth it for all the misery. But, but, but it's like he has sponsors, though. Like, he has sponsors and he has, you know. Well, I mean, there's, there's probably some decent prize money. I mean. Miracle Grow Pumpkin Grow sponsors Johnny Hotsapple <laughs> and his world's record pumpkin. I don't know. You know. Good sharp cutlery, you know, for cutting pumpkins, mm. though. There you go. And finally, we have this story of an escaped donkey spotted wandering down a road in Virginia. Mm. The Stafford County Sheriff's Office said an emergency call came in at 1.03 a.m. reporting a donkey wandering loose. <laughs> yes, okay, ma'am. <laughs> wow. Deputies responded to the neighborhood. They were able to wrangle the loose animal. The donkey wasn't injured and was returned to its owner's property. There you go. That, nah, I'm, you know, there are certain things 
around here you'd expect a deer. Sure. Even some cows occasionally. Right. Horse. That happens. Donkeys. But walking all solo down the road, it's like, are you running away, fella? <laughs> Is life rough? <laughs> Have you heard the Christmas song, Dominic the, the Donkey? No, you've brought that up. No. You've never heard Dominic the Donkey? That's the one where... <laughs> yeah. You've done Because yeah. I think he played me a piece of it. Dominic the Donkey. Literally, I... It's just... It's the... It's the by Lou Monty. I, I don't have it. Now you're going to make people ask for it this Christmas. Right. And I'm not going to have it. As you should. It's a fantastic Christmas Do you song. actually have it in your place? Stuff I can, over I can there? play it right this second. Well, you can. I don't have that technology. <laughs> I need it on 45. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I'll dub it to real, real. You'll put it on a cassette. Cue it up with a pencil. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to play a snippet? Here I know you want to. Here we go. All right. Here we go. I, I, I know you do. Wait. <laughs> you can always tell. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds bad. Hey, ching-a-ding-ching. It's Dominic the Donkey. Ching-a-ding-ching. The Italian Christmas Donkey. The Italian Christmas Donkey. You gotta play it this Christmas season just like that in your studio. Right, right. Get the real... That's how it probably sounded when it first came out, right? Oh, you and your weird song. This came out in 1960. It tells the story of Dominic the donkey, and he helps Santa get... <laughs> Don't need reindeer. You know, like, he, he, he helps Santa get toys to the kids over the rocky Italian, yeah. you know... He's a pack terrain. mule. Yeah. A donkey. He's a, he's a donkey. <laughs> I've, I think I've even had that requested, maybe. <laughs> And it's like this. Don't, I don't have it. It's not one of your more popular Christmas it's, tunes. I, we were somewhere, and it played over the speaker system. I'm like, what is this? And so I wrote it down or something, and I looked it up later, and it's Lou Monty, okay. Dominic the Donkey. One of your faves now. It's fantastic. For the upcoming holiday yeehaw, season. Yeehaw, yeehaw. <laughs> jing a Dominic the Donkey. Oh, it's great, man. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today. <laughs> this is a little too much to handle. I know. So uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Where's my, there it is. All right. Okay. See you later. See you, buddy. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.